Welcome to the Book Business Boss Show, hosted by Julia Royston, helping you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. Well, hello, and welcome to the Book Business Boss Show. I'm Dr. Julia Royston, the owner of BK Royston Publishing, Royal Media and Publishing, and the coaching community, the Book Business Bosses, where we help you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and become a book business boss. So today, uh, we're going to be tackling probably the number one problem that I have with people uh, writing their books. I don't have a problem with it, but it's a problem that's presented to me uh, in regards to writing books. I'll say that that's the better uh, way to say it. Now, myself personally, um, I don't have this difficulty. Um, uh, I squeeze in time whenever I want to. But I want to help you and help those who may not have the budget to pay a ghostwriter and who really want to write their own book, but find this problem time and time after again. So we've been talking about writing our signature book, our platform building book, all those platform building books that are really key, especially to business owners, especially those who want to take their books to the next level. People are asking for your time. People are asking for your expertise. They want to be coached by you. They want to be mentored by you. And yes, you do have uh, coaching opportunities. You have a calendar. And we'll talk about more and more about that later. But there are some people who meet you, you know, in passing and they say, do you have a book? I'm telling you, they're going to ask you that, especially if you do podcasts interviews and all of that. Do you have a book? And you're going to have to answer one of two, well, really three ways. Um, I'm writing it or yes or no. (laughs) But the number one problem that people have about writing a book that I find is not really even the topic. They usually know what they want to write about. They're usually bogged down into what the title is going to be. You don't have to worry about that either. But most importantly, they usually struggle with writing time. The number one problem that I see, well, there's some other problems and issues that people have with writing a book, but the number one problem is I don't really have time to write, okay? And when am I going to write it? And I'm going to write, well, I don't really control your calendar. I don't control your life. I don't control what you do. I don't control your activities on a daily basis, hourly basis, a minute, a second, weekly, month, a yearly basis. I can only control what I do and um, the things that I do and I seek to accomplish and what I want to accomplish. So that's the only thing I can control. But I can offer you some hints, tips, and uh, the things that you can do to get over that hump of writing your book. So the first thing that I need for you to do is review your calendar. Now me, I have a, I used to have an actual notebook physical calendar that I turned the pages. I still have notebooks that I keep notes in. Um, But whether you have a, a calendar such as that, or you have a Google calendar, or you have the calendar on your phone, or you have uh, the calendar on your other mobile devices, I have all of that because I sync my Google calendars with um, my husband's calendar and my virtual assistant's calendar, 
all of that. So people will know where I'm going to be, when I'm supposed to be somewhere. And so my calendar is something that I really, really live by. And if somebody tells me something, I will pencil it in, even if it's canceled. So just about, you know, time management, even if you tell me, I think it's going to be, I don't know, May 25th, I will pencil in May 25th. And about May 15th, I'm going to be contacting that person, hopefully with all that information saying, are we still on for May 15th or May 25th? You know, so my calendar is really important to me. So the first thing I need for you to do is look at your calendar. And if you don't have one, you need to get one if you're in business. If you're really serious about business, you will have a calendar. You will have an ability to see what your family activities are, your husband's activities are, your work activities, all of those activities will be in your calendar so that you will actually know what you're doing and be able to keep up with all the activities that you're working on. Okay, so that's number one. And then number two, when you review your calendar, realize what do you have scheduled throughout the week that you must do? That's number two. The things that you've just got to do um, that are very viable. They're very important to your business, important to your life. There are things that you must do. So that reviewing the ca- your calendar is really two parts, making sure you have one and one that you update and that you look at often and then review it. Sometimes it's time, whether I, I'm an early morning person. So I'm looking at it in the morning. Really, I'm reviewing my calendar all day long. My husband's reviewing it because we have our calendar synced. So I know what appointments he has. He knows what appointments I have. So that's really a two-parter making sure that you know exactly what you have scheduled throughout the week, okay? So after that, number one and number two, you've looked at your schedule, well, you make sure you have a schedule and make sure you have a calendar and then look what you've scheduled on that calendar, that's number two. Then number three, schedule time. Sometimes you literally have to schedule time. I schedule a time for things that are important to me, that I can easily overlook. But because I have an online calendar, I want to block out that time. So I schedule lunch. I schedule getting my hair done. I schedule nap time. I schedule, I've got to do callbacks. I've got to schedule follow-ups. I have a meeting with this person. Um, I have to go um, to the mall. I have to go to the post office. I don't do much shopping in the mall, but I have to go to these specific places schedule time, put it down, write it down on the calendar, work on my book. You have blocked out an hour at the minimum 30 minutes. If you can get in 30 minutes every day or 30 minutes, three times a week, you can get, it'll shock you how much time you can get uh, written down. So having a calendar, you know, and you keep up with, look at that calendar and look at the things that you have written down there what the things that you must do, you have to do. Doctor's appointments, picking up the kids from school, taking the kids to school, um, taking them for their after-school activities, whatever those are. Taking care of a loved one, taking care of yourself. And then number three, schedule time. So schedule time, put it down, write it down on the calendar. I'm going to write from this time to this time. Put it on repeat every Tuesday this time, every Wednesday this time. And then Um, Number four, 
make time. Sometimes you have to look at that calendar and say, is this really a top priority? Is this really something that I have to do? Or is this something I just want to do and I put it down and it's really optional? Now work and those essential things that help us live and pay bills, that's essential. But sometimes you have to delete some other activities and make time. So when I, the last two or three years that I was a full-time teacher and I knew what my goal was to be a full-time entrepreneur, I wanted to retire from teaching at 55 years old. So I, I wrote all those times, all of that whole 12 years that I was in elementary and 10 that, um, so I've been writing for a long time, but the last three years, from age 52 to 55, I was on my hustle and grind. And so the time that I really was critical to me, now it may be critical doing some other things for other people, but I realized I started moving myself away from the job. I was there, I did the job I was required to do according to my contract, but I knew that there were a few times during that day that were actually mine. And so I made time, only had lunch for 20 minutes. Most of you don't even know, but teachers only eat lunch 20 minutes. If you get, uh, when I was in private school, I got a whole hour. But in uh, public school, you only get like 20, 25 minutes, 30 max. It's very limited. Now you have other planning time, but that lunch is very short. You're, you, you're not eating the whole uh, of seven course meals. No, you're not doing that. So that was the time I took that 20 minutes. That's the reason why I say you can get 20 minutes every day. You got it. So I went and bought a dorm, college dorm room refrigerator. I bought a uh, microwave. And I knew that I was taking that. That was my property. I was taking it out of school when I left. But I, you know, I'll let everybody know I love y'all, but I'm writing. I'm in the midst of writing. So my lunchtime, that 20 minutes, I've got a sandwich in one hand and I'm typing with the other. I literally carved out, you know, that 20 minutes, Monday through Friday that I was at school for my writing time. That was my time to do what I need. Now, you know, other things could happen to interrupt that, but that I planned that. I scheduled that time and I made that time because normally I'd have been in the faculty dining room. Hey, how you doing? What happened with so-and-so today? Are we meeting in faculty meeting? Are we doing, what are we doing? And what about that, you know, catching up with teachers, but I like, I have to catch up with y'all on email or some other time because this 20 minutes here, I'm going to be using to write. I love everybody. I have no problem. And they were like, oh, every now and then I'll come and thumb through and say hi, whatever, on holidays before breaks. But I use that 20, I made that time in my calendar for writing. Now we're going to take a break right here. We're going to be back with more. So do you love to read as much as I do? I hope so, because I've established the Book Business Boss Book Club, where I am connecting readers with fantastic books and then adding fun games, discussion, interviews, and hopefully meetings with the authors who've written the books themselves. If you're interested in being a part of a virtual book club, go to bookbusinessbossbookclub.com. That's bookbusinessbossbookclub.com.
and we're back. So we've been talking about writing time. The number one problem for especially new authors is finding time to write. We, I hope you have a calendar and you look at that calendar, whether it's online, virtual, or paper or notebook. I hope that you look at that schedule, number two, and uh, know what you've scheduled for your life during the week. And then number three, I hope you schedule some time. And then number four, I hope you make time. All right. And then next, number five is free time. When are the days and times that you have free time to write? Schedule that time, still be scheduling to write when you're the freest. Now, I just talked about being free during my um, lunch hour when I taught school. Um, free time also was um, when I was driving to work for 45 minutes and when I was driving home, 45 minutes. So that was 20 minutes during my lunch and 90 minutes to work and from work. So that was a lot of time. That's almost two hours to write every single solitary day that didn't require really much scheduling time or really making time. I had to do it anyway. I had to drive 45 minutes to work anyway. So that was, I was paying attention to the road. I had an audio app. I put the app on and I started talking and speaking my books. So that was one way that was really critical for me because I could be hand-free. I wasn't typing. I wasn't interrupted. I could keep my eyes on the road and just speak whatever was out of my head. So that was my free time to be able to think, to write, to focus without having to supervise children, teach, and all of that. Okay, so that was a part of my free time. Now, also, when I was in the middle of writing something that was really burning on my heart or the ideas were really rolling around in my head, my free time, uh, I cut out some of my sleep time. And that became a part of my free time. I would get up an hour early, a half hour early. People would catch me on social media saying, was that you really posting at four o'clock in the morning? That you are a writer, you were up writing? Because mm-hmm. that's free time. And that is an opportunity for me to write in peace and quiet, especially when you have a husband who works third shift. So he wasn't even home then. So I had all the free time in the world. So look at your calendar, go back to that calendar, whether it's online, your phone or whatever, and look for the free time. When do you have moments of free time? Do you need to take three weeks of lunch hours and just eat at your desk or go to a quiet place and eat and record your book and work on your book then? Schedule the time to write when you're the freest. Is that morning? Is that during lunch? Is that evening? Night? Is that um, during breaks? When is that? It will shock you how much you can get done if you just take the time to be intentional about your time to get it done. And then number six, buy time. Put your money where your mouth is. If you're really um, ready to get the book done and get it book finished, you'll be willing to even, if necessary, buy time. Now, I talked about my husband working third shift and driving to work 45 minutes. That I was the only one in the car. I didn't share rides. I didn't have any kids to drop off. I had, it was just me. So therefore I had a lot of peace and quiet in my room. Sometimes when I didn't want to be interrupted, I would lock my door. The light would be on, but I would lock my door because I didn't want to be interrupted. And that was my 20 minutes. And I was, I guarded it. But if you have 
children that you're driving and they're talking and of course you want to talk to them. You may have to buy some time. You may have to save up your money, budget it and pay for a babysitter. I know people who have uh, uh, bought a hotel room and stayed in there for an evening or a weekend. Um, some people, they've got those small little cabins or in the woods, they pay for it. Um, some people pay for a weekend. I'm going to hold myself up in wherever, Airbnb or you know some other getaway. And then others, you just have to pay for the time to be freed up to write. You have to pay for it. I've known um, pastors who are trying to get their dissertations done. They have to take a sabbatical. They have to take a sabbatical. Sometimes you have to take a sabbatical from life. You have to take a sabbatical from the daily activities that cram your schedule so tight that you're not able to get it. So that buying time is investing time. It may not happen forever. It doesn't necessarily have to be long-term, but you have to invest sometimes, sometimes. You know, when I've been on vacation and that's when my mind is at rest and, and I'm able to, to really think and then the ideas come. Now, my husband, he doesn't understand it. In vacation, he don't want to do anything. He wants to veg out. But I always have my laptop there because I never know when a great idea will come to me. I never know when an opportunity or something will come to me. And, and I'm like, oh, I got to get that down. Ooh, I got to write that down. So it's an awesome opportunity to write, even if you have to buy time. And I call that a great investment. Sometimes you just have to do that. You have to turn the cell phone off, turn the tablet and that information off. Take a respite from social media. Turn it off. So the, the, turn the notifications off so you don't hear it. So that you can buy some time to get it done. And then finally, number seven, the right time to write is now, immediately, as soon as possible. I find that life happens, and I, I clearly I understand that. But sometimes you miss an opportunity because you're not able to discipline yourself sit down and write um, for the task at hand and write the book for the task at hand. There are people that are waiting on your book. There are people waiting on the ideas that you have in your book. There are people waiting um, to be blessed by it, but to be helped by it, to be transformed by it. And they're waiting to buy it. Um, so therefore, you're leaving money on the table too. There is an opportunity that you have to be able to move your business, move your message, uh, and move uh, people for a movement, and you're sitting on it. And you can speak about it all day long. You can go live on it, social media all day long. You can have um, people um, give love offerings and donations, and they'll do that too as well. But there's nothing like having long-term intellectual property. And I have given you seven ways to solve that finding time to write. Now it's looked up to you to get that calendar. And remember, it can be online. It could be uh, a paper calendar. It could be a notebook calendar. It can be just a small one, whatever that is, or something you have on your phone. And find time this week, this month, this year to write that book. Because time is waiting on no one. 
time is of the essence. Time is what you have very little of. Time management is key to success. He that can manage the clock will manage his success. I'm Dr. Julia Royston of BK Royston Publishing, Royal Media and Publishing, and the coaching community, the book business bosses, helping you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. Thank you for listening to the Book Business Boss Show. Be blessed and have a great day. You have been listening to the Book Business Boss Show. For more information on how you can become a book business boss, visit www.bookbusinessbosses.com. That's bookbusinessbosses.com. Vision listeners, my name is Naledi Sisingi, former NBA cheerleader and captain for the Chicago Bulls, Lovables, and I made captain. Just so you know, fun fact. Either way, right now I'm a full-time online health partner at Body by Naledi. If you think fighting for yourself is worth it, then be prepared to shed some tears as you fight off and cut ties with the version of you that always allows you to fall off the wagon for working out. 
And that is why the BBN autonomous subscriptions are made for the woman who needs to get back on track. They're not customized unless you upgrade to a health partnership, a coaching program, but they are perfect for the woman who wants to start some kind of routine and get back into fitness, whether you're working out from home or you take the same program and you take it to your gym and work out at your gym. Or if you decide I'm never going back to the gym again, I'm just going to work out in my bedroom and that is completely fine. Whatever your choice is, you still have to work out and take care of yourself. The BBN Autonomous Subscription is perfect for you. Is healing the only type of miracle that you need? What if you needed a miracle of another kind? Whether you know it or not, there are miracles happening all around you. You have to look for them. See them with your heart as well as your eyes. Everyday Miracle is a complete Bible study resource kit. It contains a devotional, a workbook, a journal, an instructor's guide, as well as music. So you can walk in the miracles that are happening every day. Purchase your copies at JuliaRoystonStore.com. This is fabulous. We're live. I'm Shamika Parrish Wright. I wear many hats, but I am turning all those hats in to become our next Louisville mayor. I want to lift you up. I want to lift you up. I want to lift you up. And they know that. When I come up, we all come up because we deserve better and we get there together. I come from the most vulnerable community. When I moved here, I was houseless. I've been homeless on these streets, not once, but two times in these 20 years that I've been in Louisville. I know what it's like to build a business, to sell food out of my car, to give people rides so I can get by, to raise money, to build my family up from a homeless shelter. I represent change. I represent that we're not going back to business as usual. I am a gun violence victim and I'm a survivor, so I definitely understand how it stays with you for the rest of your life. My very candidacy threatens all of the status quo. But we have a choice to elect a mayor that's going to have her ear to the ground, that's been on the ground, that's slept on the ground, and it's going to continue to make sure that she makes the best choices possible. I've got six kids. I have two and a half grandkids. This is the biggest race of my life. This is why I'm running for mayor, because I know that a black woman can fix this, because I'm not beholden to the same people. I don't have a steering wheel in my back, and I'm ready to make the bold moves. Thank you. My name is Shamika Parrish-Wright, and I ask for your vote. Paid for by the campaign to elect Shamika Parrish-Wright for mayor.